Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, a new movement offering all Americans who wish to join a peaceful, lawful process to free themselves and their immediate family from the illegitimate government construct. We went directly to the president. We notified the Speaker of the House, the pro temp uh, of the Senate, the Supreme Court Justice of, of the United States Supreme Court. We served them papers saying, here are 573 interactions that you have with us. We want to know where is your authority for these interactions. I want to tell you about something I discovered recently called carbon-60. I call it the miracle molecule. Now, you might remember an interview I did recently with a researcher, Chris Burris, who's looking to help people who experience pain, inflammation, loss of sleep, or lost mental acuity with his new C60 company, C60Evo.com. He has a product which is a consumable form of carbon-60 called ESS-60 that's been proven in peer-reviewed, published research to extend the lifespan of test rats by 90% while allowing them to live tumor-free. That's pretty amazing. Those rats were given the C60evo.com formula. The formula is a powerful antioxidant, 172 times more powerful than vitamin C, and it's known to be a powerful anti-inflammatory. C60 is based on Nobel Prize winning chemistry. I highly recommend ESS60. The mighty Aphrodite and I take a tablespoon every morning and we're both pain-free and sleeping better than ever. Discover the benefits of carbon-60. I call it the miracle molecule, ESS60 from C60Evo.com. Now, make sure to use the coupon code RS1 S-P-E-C. That's R-S-1-S-P-E-C. Buy today at C60Evo.com. That's C60Evo.com. And don't forget the code R-S-1-S-P-E-C. This product has not been assessed by the FDA and is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure. If you have a medical concern, please consult your healthcare provider. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday. And it was a great day Monday for North on the uh, slopes. He was very excited. He got his blue stripes, which means he can go on the Blue Hills and the Double Black Diamond Hills. Zach unfortunately missed out. He seems to be fighting a flu bug. It was minus 14 Celsius, so I was content to sit in the uh, chalet next to the fireplace and work on my computer. Phil Hudock is standing by to explain what's behind Peace Bill 2020. He's offering a path to freedom, a way of opting out of the U.S. Constitution and opting into a new contract. 
Opting out would mean immunity from government interference, which would be akin to holding diplomatic immunity on American soil, and he's here to explain how that all would work. Phil is a former West Virginia high school physics teacher and a photography business owner for more than 40 years. He has a master's in educational computing. He was a Constitution Party candidate for the U.S. Senate and governor in 2014 and 2016, respectively. He won two cases in West Virginia Supreme Court, one of which was the reinstatement of his teaching position on January 31st, 2000, after being fired for refusing to enforce the students' wearing of barcoded IDs. He successfully fought forced vaccination when his daughter, a high school valedictorian, refused a newly mandated vaccine booster shot. Phil is a media producer for the non-denominational Christian ministry Call to Decision, and he's here to tell us about the Peace Bill 2020. Philip Hudock, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? Thank you, Richard. I'm glad to be on your show. A lot of people need to, to learn about free will choice. The Bill of Peace 2020. So let's lay the groundwork. Take us back to 2015. Three individuals went to the West Virginia government uh, for a redress of grievances. Ex explain what a redress of grievance, grievances uh, is and then sort of walk us through what happened. Yes, Article 3, Section 2 of the Constitution states that that is what you're supposed to do when you have a problem with uh, the government is to basically go to them and explain what the problem is. Uh, you would do the same thing, you should do the same thing with your neighbor or really anyone. So we went to the West Virginia legislature and said, uh, we presented them with actually 17 uh, writs saying they were violating the Constitution, and we asked them to, uh, we addressed 10 uh, of the ranking members while the legislature was in session and asked them to answer, and they didn't answer. Uh, they gave us no answer. Can you just, uh, sorry for the interruption, but can you give me a, a couple of examples, these 17 writs, where the West Virginia state government was uh, acting in a way that was unconstitutional. Just give me a couple of examples. Uh, one example is that one, one of the uh, plaintiffs, one of the three, had asked the West Virginia state government to refund his, uh, his income tax, send his in income tax refund to him in constitutional money. And they said they couldn't do that. <laughs> so he still has the check from, from before 2015 when he requested constitutional money constitutional and, uh, money being money that was created before the creation of the federal reserve uh, that is correct okay that i can see correct. why that might pose a problem for them <laughs> <laughs> yeah another thing is that um, uh, since 1933 the west virginia constitution has been violated in that um, our constitution says that it is um, it cannot be uh, abrogated or, you know, it is in effect in, in time of war and peace. Well, since 1933, uh, we have been actually in a state of emergency that was declared by the Emergency Banking Act or the Emer Emergency War Powers Act of 1933, depending on what you want to call it. But it was when Franklin Delano Roosevelt suspended constitutions, and uh, he said that he could, through executive powers take control 
of numerous things like transportation, um, communications, and and that um, uh, uh, that Emergency Powers Act was never rescinded, and it stated that it had to be officially rescinded. So, when they say war on poverty, war on drugs, war on crime, um, it, in reality, we still are in a state of war uh, that has never been rescinded. So, uh, since 1933, we've been in policy land where you have to, uh, in, instead of laws that are crafted by the legislature, uh, we are we are directed to obey. Uh, 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 policies uh, that aren't law. So, you know, we are, we're in bizarro world. We're not in the real constitutional republic that we were promised by our founders. Although, I mean, uh, state Supreme Courts, district courts, and the federal Supreme Court, they have uh, heard complaints from, uh, from, from plaintiffs and and have ruled either in favor of them or uh, against them, supposedly based on the Constitution. So what are they basing their their judgments on, if not the Constitution? (laughs) Uh, You tell me. Uh, You know, we simply went to them and said, here are 17 things, and they should have answered, and we got no answer whatsoever. We finally uh, entered a... Uh, suit in the West Virginia Supreme Court, and uh, you may have heard of some of these Supreme Court justices. All all uh, five Supreme Court justices a year ago in West Virginia were impeached. Uh, one is in prison. Um, only only one of the uh, five that were impeached is now on the bench, and those were the judges that we took our um, uh, suit to, our complaint. And um, the amazing thing was when they violated the rule of law in numerous ways, and we actually amended the case and named them as defendants, which would have meant that they couldn't even be on the case. They would have had to have uh, appointed five circuit judges to sit in for the Supreme Court. Uh, We actually filed the amended uh, case, named them as defendants. It was published in West Virginia newspaper. Um, and amazingly, they said, well, wait a minute, we dismissed that case 10, 10 days ago. Well, how do you file into a case that's been dismissed? So uh, they played hanky-panky, uh, like I say, for wait, the you hadn't even You hadn't even officially filed the complaint, and they had already dismissed the case. Is that what you're no, saying? No, we, uh, we, we had filed, the com- we had filed a, an amended complaint naming them as defendants because they were violating the rule of law. And after we have, we filed that amended case, um, they said, well, wait a minute, we suspended your case 10 days ago. Well, they're supposed to tell you the day they rule on a case. If they dismiss a case, you're supposed to know. You're supposed, they, they're supposed to send out a notification to you that day. Right. Okay. So, so they were playing. They were playing. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, judges have said that you know the the, the uh, Constitution does not apply in my courtroom. Uh, first of all, it isn't their courtroom; it's the people's courtroom. So that's one mistake. And number two is the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. And if you if you want to change the Constitution, you have to amend it. So these were 
there were no amendments to the things that we were, uh, you know, um, uh, petitioning for redress of grievances about. Okay, so then you, did you, uh, are you able to then take it up to the next, uh, what would it be above the state uh, Supreme Court? Would it be the circuit court? Uh, no, we went directly to uh, the president. We we uh, notified the president. We notified the uh, speaker of the house, the uh, the uh, pro temp uh, of the senate, the uh, supreme court justice of of the United States Supreme Court, and the attorney general. We notified all five. Uh, we we served them papers saying here are five hundred and seventy three. Uh, interactions that you have with us, we want to, to know where is your authority for these interactions. When you say you 573 interactions, in other words, yeah. the way that that citizens interact or with the government or the government interacts with citizens, yeah. uh, just give us some some examples. I mean, with uh, with the obvious ones would be you know, income tax and and sales tax. Give me some other ones. Oh, travel. You have to have a permit to travel. You know, instead of a right, it's actually considered a privilege. Okay, um, that's one example. Um, you know, not even being able to own your land, having to pay a property tax. Uh, you know, you, how do you own your land if every year you have to pay on it or you lose it? So when we say we own our land, um, no, not really. That's right. Yeah. If, if, if lest anyone think otherwise, let them uh, not pay their uh, their uh, property tax for a year and see what happens. Um, you don't even you don't even have the title to your car. You have a certificate of title. Okay, the title is actually kept by the state. And if you wanted to get a, a license plate in another state, if you want to register a car in another state, you have to have that title transferred to that other state where you will get another certificate. Right. But these so, 573 yeah. interactions, but they're not all federal. Uh, it's pretty, you know, in no, the, no. it says anything that's not outlined in the Constitution basically is the jurisdiction of the state, right? Uh, except that when we searched and when, as we went along, we started looking at corporate structure and we found out that every all government is incorporated. And in reality, the states are simply instrumentalities of the federal government. That's the problem. We don't really have states' rights. Uh, of course, you can go all the way back to the war between the states and, and see how things changed. Uh, but uh, we found out that, that our state is really a subcorporation of USA Inc. So therefore, our arbitration order, in other words, we finally uh, won an order, which I'll explain in a minute, but our arbitration order uh, gives us immunity, gives us the ability uh, to live in the, in the land but not interact with any government, county, state, federal, because it's, it's all one big program. It's all, right. all one big corporation. I do want to come back to the uh, the arbitration. So after sure. you f presented this document of 573 interactions, which you deemed uh, to be unconstitutional, uh, mm -hmm. and, and I'm guessing you got zero response from any of the uh, individuals or government uh, offices that you... Right. All, all five 
uh, principles that were uh, served, those documents, by a service in Washington, D.C. that actually hand-delivers, uh, we received no response. So you took, so you took that to mean that then the, the Constitution is void? Exactly. The Constitution is a contract, and Richard, everything we do is a contract. I mean, if you go to kiss a girl, you know, it's, it's a contract. She can, she can decide, yes, I will kiss you, and, you know, it's a mutual contract then, or no, you know, I'm not going to go into that contract. So, and, you know, I don't care if you get a job at McDonald's, that's a contract. If right. you go in and pay for a meal, uh, that's a contract. Um, so, yeah, the Constitution is the contract that enables the government to and people to deal with each other, to to have promises and have obligations and those sort of things. But you can't just independently say that I don't recognize the Constitution, or can you? I mean, if we if everyone did that, <laughs> wouldn't we have wouldn't we have chaos? Well, I don't want chaos, and I'm not trying to bring the government down. Uh, however, when a contract is violated, that contract is void. It can be violated by either side. And, and since they did not answer, that was tacit admission that, uh, that they couldn't answer. And, and so, therefore, uh, we offered them a new contract. We said, okay, well, you know, you, you've shown that the Constitution is void. Here is our new contract. Um, we actually, uh, I actually rescinded my uh, citizenship. I claimed my birthright of heir of the creator. Um, we, we wrote a contract under God's law form and presented it to the government and said, okay, here's the contract. Now you have so many days to, to answer. And they didn't answer. So again, because they didn't answer, that contract, okay, and arbitration goes back way before the country or, or uh, it goes back into uh, times of, of uh, the Romans and even um, Solomon right. uh, was an arbitrator when, when you know, he uh, uh, solved the problem between the two women that were both claiming the same child. So. Who was your third party arbitra arbitrator? Uh, it's actually called Sitcom. Um, arbitration association and so you have to find a neutral third party and that third party looks at uh, both sides that third party calls a hearing actually notifies both sides says we're going to have a hearing uh, we had said in the contract that we offered after we uh, showed that the constitution was void we stipulated that arbitration would be the sole means to solve um, this this uh, disagreement between us and the government and so again they you know they didn't answer that so arbitration was accepted by their not answering and um, when the hearing was scheduled by the arbitrator the government didn't show so the arbitrator had no choice but to rule in our favor and did the arbitrator also help you, or who helped you to draft this new contract, Bill of Peace 2020? Uh, the, the, the three of us drafted it ourselves. There were no attorneys involved in any of this work, okay? Uh, when, you, when you get an attorney, you actually um, admit that you are incompetent and you, that you need someone to represent you, okay? 
And the, um, like in West Virginia, the Supreme Court kept saying, well, you're representing your, uh, yourselves. And we said, no, we are not representing ourselves. Why would I want to represent myself when I am myself? A representation is something less than what it represents. You follow me? Right, yes. So, so they try to get you into fiction land. That's a, that's a legal term. A fiction is a creation of the government. And we refuse to do that. See, we navigated a minefield that a lot of people haven't been able to na- to uh, navigate without, uh, you know, stepping on a landmine. Now, you said you rescinded your citizenship. How does one go about doing that? Uh, I simply um, stated it, uh, you know, um, attested to it, um, signed it, uh, fingerprinted it. Now, the people that want to enter into the contract that that we created, that arbitration upheld, they don't have to do that. They're simply entering into a contract that that uh, gives them a different standing, a standing as a diplomat would have, and they can decide what they how they want to contract. Uh, for instance, let's say I. Um, want to pay a fire fee because I want the volunteer fire department to come to my house if my house catches on fire. Well, you know, I can pay that fire fee and say, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm opting in to your service. Okay. So with this whole thing, they can either decide to take the contract we have and which provides certain things, a land patent. Um, it provides, uh, immunity, um, it uh, provides that the government must uh, destroy any records they've been keeping on you. Um, it provides that the government must tell you if they've created any trusts, um, which is really interesting, Richard, because when the country went bankrupt in 1933, the people actually became collateral for the national debt. Right. And I, when, you, when you were born, they create an account of how much they think you're worth to the government in your lifetime, and they actually create a trust account. Right. The uh, now, I, I've this, heard. I've heard. Just, just let me ask you this. This is interesting because I've heard this before, and that the the Constitution was superseded by something called the Uniform Commerce Code. Uh, mm-hmm. So essentially, it's a contractual. It's a it's a commercial. Uh, it's a commercial uh, document now that we're ruled under. And as you say, we are essentially chattel. We're like the office furniture. Exactly. And this arbitration or, uh, award orders the government to give us a full accounting of any trusts that they have created, including that, uh, I, we call it a Sescovy trust. It's, you know, I'm not sure. I think it's, that's not the actual, it's a French term and I'm, that's not the actual pronunciation, but. Um, you know, they create, they take your birth certificate and they make a stock certificate out of it. Right. Okay. And that, and then, that, lead, that gets into the, the all caps fiction. That's, that's why we it. spell our names. It's on our credit cards. It's on all our documents in yep. all capital letters, but we don't normally write our name that way. Uh, try writing your name in all capital letters sometime. Try it. <laughs> it can't be done. It's not capitals and, and, you know, um, what do you call it? Longhand, um, uh, 
Uh, right, the right. Term, cursive, right. cursive writing. Cursive, cursive. Okay, yeah. You can't, you can't do it in cursive. It's not cursive is not designed to do that. Right. You see? So yes, you are right, and this is the first time that the government has ever been ordered to actually have an accounting. Just like you know, Ron Paul wanted uh, the Federal Reserve audited for how, how many years did he pass uh, or enter legis- uh, legislation? to audit the Federal Reserve, but it's never been audited, you see? Right. Uh, right. And and so this is interesting because, and a lot of people see uh, the beauty of this in that it it's an order, it's an arbitration order, which Richard is actually more powerful. If you read Kavanaugh's um, opinion in 20, in 20, uh, let's see, January 2018 on arbitration, um, he says that a court cannot even review an arbitration order, that the the arbitration order uh, is based on the contract. Um, you know, that's why you go to arbitration, because you have to have a contract to to render uh, an arbitrator. To, but didn't, you know. what did Kavanaugh say if one of the parties doesn't show up? Did he, did he, did he talk about that? Well, that's just uh, no. That that's not mentioned. I mean, I can, I can read part of uh, uh, what he wrote, which is let's see, Kavanaugh, Supreme Court. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is a January eighth, twenty nineteen decision. I'm sorry, twenty nineteen, and this is in the opinion. It says in Kavanaugh's. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I'm saying <laughs> in Kavanaugh's opinion concerning. The validity of arbitration, he stated. Now, this is what's in the actual opinion. Quote, we must interpret the Arbitration Act as written, and the act in turn requires that we interpret the contract as written. When the party's contract delegates the arbitrability question to an arbitrator, a court may not override the contract. In those circumstances, a court possesses no power to decide the arbitrability issue. This is true even if the court thinks that the argument the arbitration agreement applies to a particular dispute is wholly groundless. So, you know, when this is when this arbitration order was given, even the US Supreme Court can't overturn it. The courts right. can't become involved in it. It's kinda like you go to Judge Judy, you know, two people say, Okay, Judge Judy, you know, we're gonna let you decide. Well, once you decide, that's it. You you have no appeal. That's it. You see, right? But but you've entered. You say you have a new contract, but you don't have the other signature. No one else has agreed to it. Uh, so doesn't matter. It doesn't, it matter. doesn't okay. matter. It doesn't matter. They they were given time to answer. We even gave them the opportunity of an extension. Which again, when they don't answer, that means it's the same thing as. They have no answer. More of my conversation with Phil Hudock when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why not make 2020 the year you really start to take care of yourself? Why not start with getting on board and discovering the tea that everyone's talking about? Nothing does what Life Change Tea does. GetTheTea.com is the home of Life Change Tea, and right now they have some amazing specials. If you buy takedown teas, you get one for free. Takedown tea is specially formulated to help maintain healthy blood sugars, all natural, non-GMO, and made in the USA. It helps maintain proper glucose absorption throughout the body and maintain healthy blood circulation. And for your eyes, you save $10 right now on the Vision Quest package, which contains one bottle of Astaxanthin Max, one bottle of grapeseed extract, and one package of Life Change Super Strength Tea. I can't say enough about the herbal, non-GMO, caffeine-free teas at GetTheTea.com, but there's so much more. Go to GetTheTea.com and find out for yourself. And when you use the code word UNLIMITED, you never pay for shipping. Life Change Tea, and so much more from GetTheTea.com. In another reality, Richard is a very strong and handsome man. Just not in our reality. Although I heard somebody passing him in the hall the other day, and it was, good, good, a handsome man Richard is. I made that up. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Phil Hudock is here explaining how to become a free man and opt out of the U.S. Constitution, a contract he says is null and void. If someone decides to opt in, and, and one of the reasons you're on this podcast, not only to educate me and others about Bill of Peace, is you want, you want other people, if they so choose, to, to opt in, uh, opt into your contract and opt out of uh, what you say is, uh, well, it's a, a null and void constitution. Right. So what, what, what you, you mentioned immunity. So that would be like a diplomat, right? They couldn't, they couldn't come to your house and arrest you. Uh, you, you would, what else, what else would be included? Uh, you would not need permission to, uh, to drive. You, you would not need a driver's license, a hunting license. Uh, you would not need to register your car. Diplomats don't have to do those things. Um, you know, you you cannot inter, they cannot interface with you. Uh, the only way we we did put one thing in there: uh, if you commit a capital felony, okay, the only thing they can do, and this is the same with a diplomat, they can uh, tell you to they can force you to leave the country. Okay, a diplomat um, that's the most the United States government can do is say hey, you got to leave the country, and you know we felt you know we don't want people with a license to commit capital crimes <laughs> okay you know kidnapping uh, murder uh, so uh, but then again that that, uh, that they can interface with you uh, is if you do that and it has to be tried in the US Supreme Court um, and the only, the only people that have um, jurist the only people that can interface with you would be the marshals US Marshal Service so that's in the contract Okay, and w there's something in there about indemnification. Talk to me about that. Uh, yeah, indemnification means to be made whole. Um, for instance, let's, let's say uh, the government um, confiscated something of yours. Um, they said you did something, they confiscated. Uh, uh, they would have to return anything that they have that they took from you 
that they have in their possession. Okay, um, so uh, we, we didn't ask for any comp, uh, compensatory damages, uh, and if someone would want to do that, they'd have to write their own contract um, and you know basically do what we did. Um, but we just didn't want to try to, uh, to, to take the King's money, <laughs> you know? Uh, so it, it's basically the, just to make you whole. And if you're in prison though, you're, you are released from prison and, you know, we have precedent of arbitration and bills on the private side by Congress that have done just that, uh, and presented, uh, to people land patents, um, uh, giving them immunity, indemnification. But indemnification just means to be made whole. If, if you were um, wronged, uh, you're to be made whole. Okay, but are you giving hardened criminals a, uh, a get-out-of-jail-free card here? Well, first of all, I can't, I can't tell who's guilty and who isn't except that because the government is uh, has violated the Constitution, in reality, our courts have not been operating constitutionally. Um, just like you said, um, commercial, uh, we're under commercial uh, uh, code and, and not uh, uh, common law or constitutional law in the courtrooms. Uh, the courtrooms are actu- actually under maritime jurisdiction. And if you look that up in Black's Law Dictionary, look up maritime law, you'll find out that that is the law form uh, practiced in uh, federal courts. Yeah. And so we have a problem. We have a really big problem. Uh, I wish I were God, and well, I don't want to be God, but if I were God, at least then I could know who is deserving and who isn't. Um, but at this point, I do know there are a lot of political prisoners, uh, people who have not harmed person or property uh and really that unless you unless you harm person or property why should you be spending 5 10 15 20 years in prison um because you took something that that god produced used it maybe for your own purpose um maybe medicinal and and now all of a sudden you know they're claiming ownership of your bodies and saying we're in a terrible situation, and this isn't going to bring the government down, Richard, even though we have 2,300 opt-ins. It can't possibly possibly bring the government down. I don't want to bring the government down, but this puts them on notice that, hey, wait a minute. You know, these people have proven you're not, pl- you're not playing fair. You're not following the rule of law. All you right. better get your act together. Um, as the Constitution is written, uh, you're fine with the document as, it, as it's being written, it, or as it was written, you're just not happy the way it's been interpreted, correct? Uh, to be honest with you, we go back to the 18, early 1800s um, uh, Constitution. Uh, that's what we, we consider to be um, a, a viable Constitution. It's uh, since, since uh, certainly since the Civil War, um, it, it has been bastardized. Through the amendments? Through the various amendments? Yes. 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 For instance, um, after the Civil War, the blacks really weren't freed. Um, the whites were enslaved. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, uh, it's just amazing how we think we know what uh, um, the government is, but in reality, it's not serving the people. 
and and we simply are demanding uh, that uh, we get remedy and relief, and and I'm hoping that this causes the government to get its act together so that I could contract with them. I mean, why do I want to contract with a government that's been in 18 unconstitutional wars since 1950 when I was born? That's when the Korean War started. There have been 18 wars, Richard, and not one of them in my lifetime has been a constitutional war. So uh, 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 four years ago, three years ago, I, I taught a, a class. Uh, a lesson, really, a uh, history class at WVU. And I showed them constitutional money, and I showed them how it's kept its value. Um, I, I talked about how over 85% of my life, and that was back then, and we've been in war since, we've been in war, well, in, in what, um, Afghanistan for what, 16, 17 years? Uh, 19, uh, 19, I think. <laughs> Eight, okay. Uh, going on 19, 2001. So why or should I support, yeah. you know, it, it's like giving a drunk a bottle of liquor. When, when I feed this government and they do these kinds of things like Planned Parenthood and unconstitutional wars and, and arresting people in, in what are really political prisoner situations, I just, you know, you know I, I've had three cases in the West Virginia Supreme Court and I've won two outright and the third one that I told you about, uh, they may claim I lost, but no, they they violated their. How their how has life changed for you, Philip? So you you don't have a driver's license. Uh, not yet, not yet, uh, not yet. Because this, we don't have settlement yet. Um, however, uh, I did drive for eight years without a driver's license, and I got an accommodation from the governor uh, because I didn't want to surrender my face to an international criminal database. You know, they map your face here in West Virginia. Oh, the bio, biometric, say, you have the biometric license licenses. Sure, we're real ID compliant. Uh-huh, right. right. So you so, got a religious exemption. No. No? Um, there are no religious exemptions. <laughs> uh, oh, I, okay, I got, a, I got an accommodation by, by Governor uh, Manchin when he was governor. Right. Uh, for eight years, we drove without a license, my pastor, me, uh, several other people. And finally, the governor said uh, he ordered the um, uh, commissioner of the uh, highway commissioner to to grant us a non biometric driver's license. Good for and you. Good had, for you. Yeah. And and how did your insurance company uh, handle that? Well, when I was driving without uh, a license, um, I actually went to my sheriff and he explained why and he said well my boys will leave you alone uh, i got a letter from the insurance company and they said uh, you don't have a valid driver's license now we're going to have to cancel your insurance and i wrote him a letter and i said uh, for religious uh reasons uh i i believe my biometrics are are my unique god-given biometrics and i explained to them what i uh, that i talked to the sheriff and everything and they actually um, yeah, they actually agreed and let me drive without a license. What about state taxes, state, local, federal taxes? Do you pay? I, I won't. I won't because of this award once we get settlement. You see, settlement can, uh, can be affected uh, one of three ways, either in the U.S. Supreme Court, in Congress by a bill on the private side, and a lot of people don't understand that Congress can pass bills 
on the private side to uh, remedy uh, problems with uh, individuals or corporations or whatever, or an executive order. There is an executive order that is on its way to the president right now that we have crafted that, that we believe will satisfy the uh, permanent injunction from the arbitrator. Um, and if he doesn't, uh, you know, give us an, uh, the executive order, uh, uh, and we will sit down with him and hammer things out if, if uh, President Trump wants to do that, uh, then we will go to Congress and, you know, present this uh, arbitration order and say, you know, we, want, we need remedy on this. We need a settlement, and um, they'll have to do that, or else they'll have to violate the rule of law in a big way. But, but I thought they'd already done that, and you've already declared the, cons- the Constitution null and void, and that your contract, this Peace Bill 2020, is now in operation. So, oh, No, 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 let me, let me explain. Okay. Um, it started in December of 2018. That's when we sent the 573 proofs of claim. Um, and they didn't answer. That's when we offered the contract, a new contract, and they didn't answer. Uh, then we said, okay, uh, you know, we'll sit down with you for uh, dispute resolution, and they didn't. Then we went to the arbitrator, and the arbitrator uh, uh, scheduled a hearing. The government didn't show. The arbitrator uh, wrote an award. Okay, that award is what we have in hand. It, it's like a, an injunction, and now we, we are taking it to the government after these people are opting in, and we're saying, now we want settlement. And so uh, originally we wanted to do all that in November, but a lot, so many people were opting in. We extended it to um, December for opting in and January 7th, which is just this past week uh, in Congress, but then because of this impeachment hearings, the Senate isn't even uh, scheduling them. Uh, they're, you know, scheduled until uh, February. So we did extend it to February 10th for opting in. That's the deadline. And um, February 25th, we will be in Washington, D.C., meeting with our uh, representatives and saying, you know, we need, we need this settlement. Um, and if, you know, if they wouldn't do that, they would be that would be violating a permanent injunction. So that's where we are. It is not the settlement hasn't been hammered out. Okay. So, but in the interim, do you do you have immunity according to this injunction? I I possibly could claim that simply because I have the order in hand and it says uh, that it's effective immediately, um, and the order was written to me. However, it was done on behalf of all people, so that's why these other people can opt in. And if, if they opt in, and there are now 2,300 mm-hmm. that have opted in, do they get a piece mm-hmm. of paper? Do they get the, a copy of the injunction? So if they get pulled over for speeding, for example, they could present that? Uh, yes, they will, they will get the same kind of um, validation or, or papers, let's say, <laughs> that uh, a diplomat gets. It, it will be issued by the uh, Department of State. Um, you know, how the government wants to handle that, I don't know, but they already have the process set up for diplomatic immunity, so it, it wouldn't take much for them to, uh, you know, to um, 
affect the the settlement that that, that we uh, are ordered. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm guessing a police officer, and many of them probably aren't even overly familiar with the Constitution, let alone mm-hmm. this injunction. I'm, I'm, aren't they just going to sort of laugh and rip it up and say, here's your speeding ticket, sir. I'll see you in court. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that some uh, policemen won't do that. However, they would be in serious doo-doo if they did. If you have an, if you have an, have an order by the, uh, uh, you know, the Department of a state uh, of the U.S. government, um, you know, I, I think the word would get out pretty fast. So the so. The, the the State Department actually has issued. No, in- they they do for diplomats, right? Okay? Uh, Indians, when they're on the reservation, you know, they have immunity from the federal government. They're right. under the Indian, you know. So this is like being an Indian, but not on the reservation. Okay, but again, it will take, this isn't all going to happen until we actually have the settlement agreement done. Understood. We have an order, we need the settlement, that's it. All right, this is fascinating. Uh, You know, the thing is, you know, you want, obviously, you want to be a free man on the land, which is, uh, um, I guess, the name of another movement. But um, most, you know, here's the thing I think about, many young people they don't they don't even want freedom i I look at the way uh, these uh demonstrations on college campuses they're they're protesting Mm -hmm. free speech essentially um i don't know if you get that sense but because freedom is hard free you have to fight for freedom most people most people just aren't they don't want it they want security and they're quite content to be living in their their fur-lined cage if you will Absolutely. And I, I realized that when, uh, as we were going through this, and, and I mentioned it to several people, I said, you know, a lot of people who cry about freedom and everything, if they have this opportunity, um, they're not going to accept the responsibility. You know, Aldous Huxley said at Berkeley one time that, that we were to the point where people could be, could be made to love their servitude. That's what he said. Well, he's right. It's happened. He's right. It's happened. Yes. And that's sad, you know, it, we're, we talk about a land of the free and home of the brave. Uh, not really. And, you know, who, who, who's not afraid of the IRS? True. You know, but someone uh, said, having someone said, said that, oh, go ahead. no, you go ahead. I was going to say someone, uh, I don't remember who it was, but they said, you know, when the people fear the government, uh, there's tyranny, but when the government fears the people, there's liberty. It and might've been, yeah, might've been Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me just ask you one more question and then uh, we'll tell people how they can opt in to bill, uh, mm-hmm. the peace bill 2020. Um, if it comes to, if you get remedy and you opt out of the constitution, mm-hmm. um, and you're not paying, let's say you're not paying state tax, you're not paying sales tax, but you're still going to drive on the roads and and, and uh, supposedly you'll have your garbage collected and so forth mm-hmm. how, how how will well, that work? No, no, no. now wait a minute if, if the garbage is collected by a private company you'll you'll have to pay that okay if, if you want to be a commercial driver uh and use the 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 roads not for just conveyance but to uh as a business you know as a commercial uh venture um you know you're going you can um contract with the state 
Um, and you can even bargain what, what contract uh, you want to offer to the state so that you can, uh, you know, practice that uh, business. But what, what so, if you do want to use the roads for conveyance? Well, I, for travel, it should, it should be free. We, we're supposed to be free to travel. But who, who pays roads, to pave the roads, though? Oh, I agree. And, you know, if you feel that uh, you you should pay, uh, probably uh, just go ahead and, and um, um, you know, buy your gasoline and don't worry about the, uh, the, the road tax. Because in West Virginia, that's how roads are financed. It's through, uh, it's simply through the gas tax. Right. And so go ahead and pay it and say, hey, you know, I... I believe um, I'm holding up my end of the bargain. Uh, you know, it's kind of like if you're in a neighborhood, you get together and you say, "Hey, let's all decide to uh, pave our our uh, you know our driveway here." There's five houses on it, and so you make an agreement. And uh, you know, it doesn't have to be the state paving it. <laughs> you know, co- contracting is something that people don't they don't hardly do anymore. They just figure the government says, "Here's how you do it," and that's it. Well. You know, just like with my insurance company, I, I went to them and I made plead my pled my case. And, and they said, yeah, we, we think that's reasonable um, if your sheriff agrees with it. You know, <laughs> so, you know, numerous times I have made agreements um, where other people just never even thought to make uh, an offer or to interface. Right. You know? So you decide how you want to interface, not not the government telling you what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and what happens if you don't do it. And what about policing? Let's say you have a burglary. You've mm-hmm. opted out. You don't pay for police services through your taxes, right? Uh, let's see. Police, uh, that's paid by, by uh, property tax. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what happens in that case? Would you contract for, lo- for your own security? Uh, you could do that. Right. And, you know, don't, don't people sometimes do that? Sure, um, sure. Actually, I'm, I'll be on the ballot for sheriff here in West Virginia in, um, in uh, November uh, at the Constitution Party. Um, I'm the vice chairman of the Constitution Party, and I've already, I've already got my petitions. Since we don't have ballot access, I had to get petitions to uh, run for sheriff. So, so that's going to be real interesting. I'm still, an American, <laughs> I'm still an American, but not an American citizen, and so... Uh, that's going to present a wrinkle, but uh, let's see what happens. There's a lot of wrinkles, but it's uh, it's fascinating. And um, how do people uh, find out more about Peace Bill 2020, and how do they go about opting in? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a dedicated website that's um, been there since 2015, since the very beginning, and there, there are tons of videos, uh, articles. Uh, it's been published in the local newspaper, um, the award's been registered in the uh, courthouse. Um, you know, all the information's there. It tells you how to opt in. The website is my name, Hudok, H-U-D-O-K dot info, Hudok dot info. Um, if you wanted to learn everything on the website, it would, you know, you could spend weeks. Um, and that's not necessarily necessary you can look at some of the summaries and and you don't need to go back to 2015 and what we did in the, in the here in the state of west virginia but you could you could actually look at the entire history um the opt-in is simply download a two-page um acceptance and agreement uh, you fill it out you scan it uh you send the scan 
to an, an email address that they tell you to send it to, and then you uh, send the actual paper copy to me, which I have the 2,300-plus 20, uh, opt-ins here, the paper, um, but you need to scan the papers and send them. It uh, actually goes to the state of Washington where uh, those, those uh, acceptance are are burnt onto uh, digital media and will be given to uh, Congress to uh, be put in the uh, settlement. All right, Philip, I will also include the link in the episode notes uh, so people Mm -hmm. can just click on that. That'll take them right there as well. Uh, Fascinating, and thank you so much for joining me. Oh, well, thank you, Richard. I really appreciate it. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll come back and tell you a little bit about an upcoming episode. Say, I just published the January 2020 issue of my monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum. If you missed out, no problem. All you need to do is go to my website, strangeplanet.ca, and register. Just enter your name and email address, and you'll start receiving Inner Sanctum every month for free, starting in February. And once you register, your name automatically goes into the monthly draw for free Strange Planet merch. It's so simple. Just go to strangeplanet.ca, enter your name and email address. The Inner Sanctum. Yours, absolutely free. Register today at strangeplanet.ca. Coming up on Friday on Conspiracy Unlimited. EMF meters, REM pods, and thermal cameras to human pendulums and psychic handwriting. The ABCs of Paranormal Investigation. We did a a spirit walkthrough. I think there was five or six of us participating. And this lady began kind of moving really violently, more violently than the others. And then eventually she just started sobbing, and that sobbing turned into full-on crying, wailing. She was unconsolable. We couldn't do anything with her. So uh, we asked her what her name was, and she didn't know. She couldn't tell us us her name. We asked her who she'd come with, and she'd come with her two daughters, and they were with us trying to calm her down. And she told us that she'd come with her husband. So we asked, how did you get here? And she said, by horse. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.